following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Paul Pascrillo, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... Your wonderful data monkey, Colbert. And... Your favorite editorial writer for ToonamiFaithful.com, CJ Maffris. And a bit later, CJ will disappear and Caboose will show up while we do our topic. When we say disappear, that means that I kidnapped him and threw him in my basement. Right. I hope that means I'm free from doing anything that you ask. No, that means you have to do more. <laughs> just, just you know, end my life now. Put me out of my misery. No, 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 that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> well, trust me, you don't have to lock me in a basement to get articles going. I am writing like a fiend lately. Oh, by the way, the website's back up. <laughs> we didn't hopefully die. You guys like, hopefully you guys like the design. Um, uh, we're still tweaking some things a little bit, so... Uh, the mobile design looks wonderful. Uh, if you guys have an account on TsunamiFaithful.com, which I encourage any of our new listeners to do that. Um, I don't even have one. Yes, you do. Shut up. Um, <laughs> Mine's a little different can, from theirs. Yes, yours is a lot different than theirs. Um, <laughs> so you can actually, um, from the menu, you can actually log into, on the mobile site, you can actually log right into your account, which is awesome. So... Um, I think the forums are okay. Uh, everything looks good. I think, as far as I'm, as far as I know. So, um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> right. Well, thank goodness it was a regular week of tsunami, not one that started with uh, Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, yes. that didn't. We're as not predicted. About the ratings. As predicted. Shut up, Colt. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I think so, Sketch uh, like cried a little bit after he saw those numbers. I didn't cry. Yeah, I, I was I, just I, like, okay, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I do I, I remember me me and Sketch were like, Oh it, it, Sketch is like, Oh, they shouldn't be that bad and then we saw him we're like, Oh, Oh. oh. <laughs> Apparently people didn't think Toonami was going to air at all. Nope. <laughs> that's a that's a good example of, uh, of what the ratings would look like if only people dedicated to watching Toonami actually watched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> About. Maybe a little bit more than that. And just another reason why people don't like change. Oh, don't don't yeah. change things. Well, let's let's change. try to keep it more consistent. That's, a reason <laughs> That's why all I ask. Don't like sudden random events happening. Uh, speaking of sudden holiday. random events. <laughs> oh boy! So if you haven't heard yet, just a reminder: you'll get two episodes of JoJo on the next week of Toonami that will finish off the current story arc season, and then JoJo's going to take a break for who knows how long. And Perfect. Tokyo Ghoul will not be airing that week because of the two episodes of JoJo, which I think is probably the best choice that they could make as far as mixing up the lineup for airing two episodes of something. 
you know, just lop off one show and don't adjust everything else. I've seen people suggest, oh, they should just not play Ghost in the Shell that night and put all the premieres a little later. It's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> because then people will think that's where they moved to or be confused yeah. any other way. This By is the way, probably the best how choice. quick it went to Tokyo Ghoul and then it's, they're going to lose a week of it and then come back. Like It's just, it's just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, By the way, it's, I need to, it's unfortunate I need to kinda... if that hurts some momentum there. I doubt it will, but it's just like yeah, I don't again, think so either because the people don't like change. <laughs> yeah, if people don't like the don't like the change, but it, it, even though it stinks for Tokyo Ghoul that it's getting booted off for a week, when it returns, it will have the benefit of brand new Attack on Titan as its lead in. So I think it's and the two winning in could the work. end. The two could kind of work back to back with their genre. You know, they're both kind of like horror, gory kind of oh things. So it could work. It's it could the work very well. Hour. Oh my lord! What is it called Attack on Titan horror? But that's me. well, just just it, it it's compared to more bit. zombie apocalypse apocalypse okay. thing. I watch it for oh, okay, Halloween. Fine, yeah. If, if you're gonna go that way, sure. I was gonna say semantics. Yeah. Semantics. It's a stretch. It is a stretch because last time I checked, zombies don't look as fabulous as Titans. Just just saying. That's true. Some titans look worse than zombies, depending on how they're drawn. <laughs> Not if you watch the second season. <laughs> By I the way, know. I don't know. I do want to say that um, the uh, <laughs> you can't really say that Toonami and Adult Swim aren't prom- trying to promote Tokyo Ghoul. By the way, it's pretty much on like every single day that promo. So, yeah. and a lot of shows don't get that much. Like no. they'll play the promo for maybe no. a week, maybe two, but more than that, no, not happening. Though I do think it's uh, kind of silly, and they probably should have addressed this that. If they keep playing the exact same promo, I wonder if people think that the show's starting that exact week because it says, "Yeah, like, they got to change like that it's the." Per- they 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 should have done a slightly different version of that if they were going to keep using it, but whatever, it's getting promotion, which is more than a lot of shows can say. Yeah, it's a lot of promotion too. I'm, I was very surprised. Yeah, I'll, I'll see that dying once Attack on Titan S two starts. Well, yeah, of course, because that will most likely get topicals like Samurai Jack, like... Oh, God, I feel so bad for them. Oh, (laughs) three topicals for three shows? Oh, oh. Hey, that's a lot of work. I just had to do video editing. These are, like, so short compared to that. Are they doing three topicals? No, they're not. Dragon Ball Super, Samurai Jack, Sandwich, and me. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess, whatever. But when Sand Mail ends, Attack on Titan shows up, so they're still going to be doing three topicals. Which mm-hmm. I suppose is a good thing that the rest of Adult Swim is kind of dormant for the most part, though uh, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell just restarted with new episodes on Sunday. Mm. It's a funny show, by the way. Rick and Morty doesn't start till summer, so don't worry about that, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, and uh, during that stunt, it looked like they also promoted... Um, new seasons for other shows coming in the fall. So they, they made a point of promoting a bunch of their shows during that stunt. I, you know, it was all very calculated, I feel. Which makes me wish more people watched it. So, yeah, so there's a new show called uh, Carl's Jr. and Hardy's? <laughs> that was a really long Carl's Jr. commercial. I like the <laughs> fact that it made fun of the fact that Carl's Jr. commercials got a little off the beaten path and were more about boobs than burgers. <laughs> That's 
Well, that's pretty. Are you kidding me? me? That's like the best kind of commercials in my mind. I mean, that space dandy I mean, nothing, right there. Nothing against that, but I I just thought it was funny that they're poking at themselves oh, yeah. for doing that. And they're like, "Well, it's that so was meta. just Junior's idea. He's sowing his wild oats." And there was like a really long Samsung phone commercial too. So I wonder how those companies feel about the ratings that Rick and Morty got in that case, because it seemed like they bought a lot of ad time in those, but they're probably, you know, they had well, a as long as Samsung phones aren't blowing up. I'm sure they're fine with what they got. <laughs> My Samsung phone is blowing up Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Literally and figuratively. Yes. yes. Very much so. So, hmm. Yeah, it will be interesting. We're hoping, and uh, we don't have the ratings yet, but we're hoping that this week is not terribly derailed by that stunt. I mean, and if not, blame Rick and Morty again. <laughs> uh, don't blame Rick Give and Morty. <laughs> Give it till tomorrow. Son of the Bronx on Twitter should have it up by around, I figure, two at best. Probably. Probably. We're recording on Monday, for the record. It, it's interesting to see how one show repeated eight times actually did and what a surprise the 11 o'clock airing did the best which is what you would expect from pretty much any night of adult swim so that has not changed this is a jack <laughs> yeah yeah pr- pretty much and you could you could see the drop off from the from the 11 o'clock to the 11 30 people are like oh they're just playing this again i'm out <laughs> It's going to be all night. <laughs> I, You know, if somebody wasn't looking at, like, Jason's Twitter, that would probably be something easy to assume, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Also, it's a, sh- a bunch it's a of shame. DVRs didn't realize that this week's Dragon Ball Super and Samurai Jack were new, so that's great. Thanks, PlayStation View. <laughs> I don't blame PlayStation View. I blame the scheduling apparatus sent to them but it's annoying hopefully it pops up on demand i saw it live no, watching um, uh, adult swim but wait which which show was it samurai jack actually it, it isn't it's it's embedded in there somewhere i actually got it to come up and play because i didn't get to see it when it first aired episode yeah, it, five it's available or on four. demand four or five i got it to come up because no 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 this wasn't even on demand. This was uh, Sunday morning. So it actually recorded? I don't think recorded? it goes... Yeah, it actually recorded. So I didn't... I don't know how I got it, but I, it was there. Because huh. when I went to it, I kept trying to go to that episode. And it was like fucking uh, Rick and Morty. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so yeah. all of a sudden, I just like fast forwarded through it and or did something. And all of a sudden, it just showed up. So I don't know. Huh weird now but i still that, haven't seen it so that it's works. all good uh, I, do, good I, I tell you i can't oh, right 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 things. well you have I a have day to wait to 2 30 a.m on wednesday <laughs> yeah i have to wait till wednesday that's a bummer well mm. it, I, I'm, that's why as much as like i understand <laughs> Not not a spoiler for one of my articles talking about Attack on Titan season two. Oh my god, who would have thought? I'm happy that it's at twelve. It's going to be at twelve thirty on a personal note because then I'll get to see it live. But as of like a tsunami as a whole, I do think it could have been in a different spot. But that's as far as I'll go with what I plan to write. Why are they putting that after 
what will be now available on DVD, Blu-ray, DBZ episodes. And so, <sighs> just trying yes, not people, to shake things up, If you don't up, know, if you don't know what happened in DBZ, then yeah. why are you watching? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> these things happened already. No, why are you watching Super? Is what you are saying. No, it's more like if you don't know what happened in Kai, it's like, where have you been? Yeah. Or you're just like, maybe like, y- very young, because no, these episodes have been around for possible. a while. Oh yeah, there's just the... less streaming and less next time on Dragon Ball Z. And that's yeah. about it. Yeah, pretty much. No, it's. I really think it's not wise to put it behind old DBZ, but we'll see how it works out. You know, it could actually draw people later into the block which is not a bad idea they're kind the of front-loaded retention right will be good and i think it'll be to... very good oh yeah i i hope it beats dbz oh it depends on if the pull is still there but either way we have a jack recap right yeah we do isn't colt doing that he sure yes. is yeah <laughs> take it away mr colt Okay, Samurai Jack, Chapter 95, or whatever it was in Roman numerals. <laughs> As we start this show, we find Jack awakening from a unconscious state, fighting a figment of what I believe was Aku. I don't remember that part. It's all vague in my head, because I'm tired right now. Working sucks. Remembering his fall from the last episode, he notices a blood trail and sees one of the bodies of the sisters of a- uh, the, the daughters of Aku. Sorry. Thinking about what he's done, the murder of crows around him begin to label him as a murderer, causing Jack to immediately begin to argue with them by saying that they chose the path of being assassins. Which is kind of funny if you think about it, actually. A murder of crows calling someone a murderer. Yeah, if you didn't know, a murder of crows is a group of crows. Now you know. Yep. And knowledge is power. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. <laughs> so, at this point... Our wonderful little persistent bitch Ashi begins to attack again with her uh, Kusari Gama, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I think so. Uh, and basically ends up getting her ass handed to her and trapped in her own chain. So, doing what she does best, she just begins to scream, yell, berate, praise Aku. Yeah, it's kind of funny, actually, at this point. Um, and he sits there and kind of wonders, you know, how do I save this woman? Which is almost kind of pointless at that state, but, you know, what, whatever. So, while he's contemplating this, what could be best defined as that giant worm from the one rock in Star Wars uh, Episode Four, I think? I don't remember. Just erupts from the ground and swallows both of them and the entire... Episode devil- 5. Thank you. <laughs> Empire um, Strikes Back. Thank you, thank you. I just... I'm trying to make this less, you know, Super Friends announcery and Isn't more... Is that called the Rancor? No. No. <laughs> I forget what it's called. It doesn't matter. It's a giant worm. Yeah, you're, kill- you're killing this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. I, I just see, like, ratings going down, down, down. Oh, you know I can edit this. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's all fun. Do a lot of editing. Um... <laughs> Either way, either way, either way. Both get swallowed and they plummet into the blo- into the damn thing's stomach where somehow they manage to land safely. Uh, she comes to and she and uh, she begins to continuously berate Jap. A bunch of bugs, parasites, whatever the hell is in this thing, begin to try to attack him. 
and you know, eventually things something happens. One of his one of their delays gets cut off, gets cut off, and Jack uses it as a makeshift sword to kill them while Ashi continues to be a pain in the ass. That thing can cut through teeth. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Yep. <laughs> and actually, yeah, Jack does save Ashi multiple times at this point. So eventually escaping, I believe Ashi gets knocked out at this point too. Uh, she pretty much has another past flashback nightmare of her master as she comes to another area of the monster's stomach where Jack is sitting contemplating and we get another one of those wonderful Afro Samurai moments where we have one Jack talking to another Jack. There's also a little white puff thing that reminded me of Touch Fuzzy Get Dizzy from Yoshi's Island. Yeah. Good level that was. (laughs) And and as as I was saying... As I was saying to Sketch off the podcast, too, it's kind of funny where Jack at this point is like, he's arguing with the other, with the suicidal Jack, which is that's what I labeled him because he wants real Jack to commit suicide, basically. Um, He's sitting here going, just leave her and let's get out of here, blah, 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 blah. And then as they're like arguing, this little creature... He, he th- I thought that the inner Jack was going to be like, you killed somebody. You killed a lot of people. That's awful. You should kill yourself. But he didn't. That nope. That's a little surprising. Nah, I, I think the thing with the inner Jack is less, is, is, is more accepting the reality of the situation than just outright him wanting to commit suicide. But it's kind of a balance. But yeah, pretty much that happens, and the whole thing is ultimately about, you know, why he continues to save Ashi despite her being completely irredeemable, how he still has abandoned his path, and so on and so forth, which eventually the inner Jack, before real Jack, notices, oh, hey, look, she's gone, to which Jack <laughs> once again saves her butt. How does he notice before Jack? Yeah, that's the uh, funny that's part. part. about it. That is the best part about it, because you wouldn't think that, but it does happen. It is really funny though, because he's just like he's just like, oh look, she's gone. Can we go now? <laughs> the problem solved itself. Exactly, and then he just like oh, and then Jack's like, uh, I gotta go save her. I gotta go save her. Again. Hey, that's 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 what Jack is, even if he's having a complete mental breakdown about his own sense of self. But as they continue on further through the monster, Ashi's being Ashi, and pretty much Jack finally just has one of those weird angry moments and he just snaps and pretty much just yells at her basically saying no Aku's the asshole you're being corrupted look at what the world around you is and think and think to yourself how the fuck is this a good thing uh, and again progressing further and further they eventually come into a room where I think Jack says it best here's the plan use the flying fish to, or use the flying creatures to get out don't fall into the pool of acid seems simple enough it's never that simple of course, nope. it's never that simple. So, again, Jack being Jack, rides a bunch of these random creatures and 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 barely manages to get to the top before they are beset upon by what could be best to find the giant skeleton fish? I don't know what you guys call it. Yeah. And through the wonderful animation that the show has, a bunch of random luck, and Jack's ability to jump good, <laughs> <laughs> they escape and fall into the ocean outside. Jack coming up, catching his breath, before barely remembering to, to, to pull Ashi back before she drowns, swims to a nearby island, and Jack rests as Ashi continuing to attempt to kill him. But as she begins to go toward her f- uh, last possible attempt in this episode, she spots a ladybug, and having another flashback, 
um, siege Jack, not kill the ladybug, and then Ultimate just kind of sits there and just gives up. It's an odd moment, really, but, you know, she just um, kind of, she stops. <laughs> no, 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 she sees, okay, so, she sees, uh, whatever, her, her, um... Master. Her master, not Aku, but the person that was training her, basically... You know, she she lets the 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 ladybug go by, but then the, her master just kills it because you know that's these a weakness. Are distractions. Yeah, these are distractions. This is a weakness, and uh, she she then sees Jack just let the ladybug do its thing, just land on him, and then you know goes on her goes on her way, and she's like, okay, maybe he's not such an asshole. <laughs> Basically, is what it was, and. Mm-hmm. It makes her not want to kill him, and it, it seems to be like she's starting to get that this, yeah. that Jack is not maybe the enemy here. But there the again, she's step. always she's always been the sister, if you remember in what was it episode two, I believe it was. Yeah, she's been the um, one that questions things. Right, so she's kind of the one that makes more sense that she would probably eventually help him. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. I'm hoping. Eh, I'm kind of hoping that this will lead to them somehow being able to get his sword back because I think think she'll at least stop trying to kill him. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully, because I I honestly, she is. He's trying to climb up that rock and she kicks him down. Yes, like oh come on. Yeah, and then she she was a pain in the ass the whole episode. Uh huh. She's just whining, 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 whining. Is that um? Don't forget. Jack likes the back hair. <laughs> who who uh who plays her? Is that um I want to say that's Tara Strong. I yeah, I thought it was Tara I, I Strong. I think it's Tara Strong. Yeah. Okay. People were like tagging her in posts about Ashi, so that's what okay. I'm going by. I've already forgotten <laughs> which So, I mean, this this episode was was good, but next episode oh. Oh yeah! Our wonderful Scotsman comes back, and I am so happy. And I and I'm still surprised that people are trying to still like take down Aku because, you know, yeah, well, Samurai Jack is out there, but I, I mean, it, it seems like Samurai Aku is all like, I guess I could slay these guys, to, you know, cure my boredom. <laughs> well, then again, I I don't think the Scotsman would have ever given up, even if Jack kind of has it i i i would only hope that if jack is in the next episode the scotsman is going to snap him out of his funk Ooh, that's a good idea or maybe like the scotsman finds his has found his sword ah that is also either, a possibility either way i just it, it's going to be amazing to see the dynamic between those two again because you do got to take into consideration too in the first episode of Samurai Jack, he has all this armor, he has all these weapons, and he has uh, this motorcycle. Where did that all come from? Had to come from somewhere. So if I had to take a guess, it's probably from whoever's going to attack Aku in this next episode. And hopefully hmm, maybe they they maybe are have I mean, looked and maybe they found the sword. Hopefully because... Jack made armor out of a dead bug. <laughs> but that... Didn't look like dead bug armor. Yeah. Functional, but it works. Either way, that was Samurai Jack. Yeah. Solid. You didn't spoil anything. I wasn't paying attention. Oh. Okay. That works. He just had his fingers in his ears and he had the thing on mute going, (laughs) La la la! 
Hmm. No, no, I was on Twitter. <laughs> Well, what am I supposed to add? I just the only thing that caught my attention was the Scotsman because I saw the uh, the next time on Samurai Jack. It's like, oh sweet, he's back, cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Oh, I bet. As long as a certain someone voices him, I'll be very happy. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, if, if, if Scottish there was not voicing the Scotsman, I'll be pissed off. <laughs> it's good. Now, would you be more pissed if if you would? Would you be more pissed at that or the whole Rick and Morty stunt? Now, that's the question. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, the Rick and Morty stunt was stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't think of a good reason for John DiMaggio not to return to that role. So I no, I'm sure he did. Dang yeah, I was going to say, no, he he would definitely come back. It's just, yeah, the, the, the Rick and Morty thing was just dumb. Dumb, 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 well, dumb. Very questionable choice. Let's get to the talk pack. So hey, Allison I'm, wrote I'm in, now. finally, a Samurai Jack episode that doesn't end with Jack looking like he's died from something. How's it a bad thing? Cliffhangers are good if you don't over-abuse them. It's like Attack on Titan. (laughs) (laughs) Parasite. Oh, boy, it's already doing that in Season (laughs) 2. Oh, joy. I could have more fun tweet-hating. Yay! It's not that bad, Sketch. Don't lie. It it definitely (laughs) spaces things out so that it has cliffhangers. Yeah, but they're not, like, abusing the cliffhanger. Continuing! Yeah... (laughs) Maybe. So Rob Massa writes in Jack saying, did we just become best friends? And Ashi saying, die! (laughs) Right. Happy Kuro Kitty wrote in, Jack's hardest mission, undo the brainwashing of Ashi and get her to shut the... (laughs) (laughs) Jeffries Herrera wrote in, Jack is once again covered in blood and this time it's the color blue. You know, when he was covered in blue blood and he had some, like, right across his face and he was holding a sword, it was like, hey, it's Leonardo. <laughs> By the way, did you, didn't you meet Jeffrey, CJ? Yeah. I did. It was a wonderful time. He spent, uh, we, we sat with each other for a couple panels, including the Attack on Titan one. Suck it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and what was the, uh, oh, it was, he was the one who told me about the Berserk fiasco at the Crunchy simulcast panel. Uh, which hmm. by the way he says that you need to eat more i do if you didn't see what he said on twitter today (laughs) conventions i am i i'm honestly the worst i take care of myself so poorly for those because i just want to go 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 and i don't bring snacks because i have a camera in my backpack (laughs) gundam unicorn 24 wrote in seriously jack you're discussing acupuncture in the belly of a creature he was. That was hilarious. <laughs> sure. Why not? You know, people pay a lot of money for this. It's called acupuncture. <laughs> that was giving such a, a great, awkward she, moment. It's like, well, might as well get started. She just giving him a look like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and another from Rob Massa. Cue the Monstro battle music from Kingdom Hearts. I cannot remember that one. Um, I've played Kingdom Hearts. Monstro is the name of the whale, right? Yes. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Makes sense. Makes sense. I love Kingdom Hearts. I can't wait for three. Hmm. I can wait another ten years. I'm still young. Okay, good. Let's get to the next talk back. Fuck you too, Paul. I'm in no mood. (laughs) (laughs) Jafis writes in, Jack is stuck in one of those bizarre Adult Swim animated bumps. Well, it's one of the 
better looking animated bumps. I mean, we've seen other ones that are just like, what the hell are you on? <laughs> and his other talk bag is, never thought I'd be able to say Jack was saved by a ladybug. <laughs> I don't think you'd ever be able to say anyone That's was true. saved by a ladybug. Except for miraculous ladybug saving people. True. By the way, CJ, I do love you. Do you watch that show? Thank you, Paul. I have seen quite yeah, a Yeah, I've seen episodes. a couple episodes. It's not bad. No, it's, it's a fine kid's no. show. Nothing yeah, no. I was just curious if anyone's actually like watched on the podcast since we're all uh, cartoon enthusiasts. I haven't watched a if lot of it. haven't, it's on Netflix now. Oh, is it? I didn't know. There's, there's yeah. a lot of stuff. I, I still need to binge watch Steven's Universe, but whatever's on Hulu. I still have yet to see it, actually. I've only seen a few small episodes. I really need to binge watch that one. But moving on. Yes, that brings us to the rest of the week of Toonami. The rest of the lineup this week on Toonami. First up, Dragon Ball Super. Toonami Gamer writes in, Mr. Satan saving the day with an all-you-can-eat-anywhere coupon. Well, he tried. He tried. I thought it was an autograph at first. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But considering Wiz's uh, reaction, it must have been an all-you-can-eat-anywhere coupon. Very tempting, but... Didn't go for it. Ian Sinclair makes Wheeze sound so good. He sure does. Josh Knighton wrote in, I don't care how evil you are, you do not fake the brofist, Beerus. That's just beyond cruel. Good grief. It's true. D. Aaron wrote in, So did anyone else feel Beerus's face was priceless just before Goku headbutted him? It was pretty good. And Rob Barracuda, quoting Beerus, Headbutting is for street fights! Come on, Beerus. When have fights in this series had ever had any rules or logic? That's right, kids. True. Headbutting is for street fights and Pokemon battles. Happy Kuro Kitty wrote in, Don't know which is better about this episode of Sand Whale and Me. Her new friend or the Intrimer looking creature? You mean the one that's been there for, like, every episode? That's the whole you point. Mean, They've been chasing these things with horrible in-game. They're not, they're not Intrimers. They're Sand Whales. Yeah. Get it right. Jesus. And Toonami Gamer wrote in, Can of peas, but with a friend this time. <laughs> they Pardon? both get to enjoy the shit. <laughs> yeah, that was... Well, things happened in this episode. And there's My... only one left. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> she, she found a friend in the sand. The Sandman. Enter the Sandman. That's the name of the episode, Sandman. Should have oh, called it Enter the Sandman. All right, all right, Sandman, let's move on. <laughs> but that would have felt like a JoJo reference. <laughs> Always time for a JoJo's reference. There's never not a time. At a funeral. At a, at a wedding. <laughs> at any time. At JoJo references. <laughs> at a funeral, you just walk up to the casket and are like, muda, muda, and just walk away. Uh, you walk up to the casket, it's like, Oh, your friend is dead here. But it was me, Dio. No, no, Strike no. Moves. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Moving on. Yes, move on. <laughs> Regarding Dragon Ball Z, Kai, Jester Slayer wrote in, Oh, for God's sake, reason with her. She's about to die, man. Yeah, oh, Videl. Pride. Not not a good idea to be, you know, <laughs> trying to stick it out in that kind of fight. Like, what were you thinking? That was brutal. Yeah, and she was, she looked like, on that stretcher, she was about to die. So it's like, 
I love Mr. Satan's like... It's okay, like, Gohan. I'll get a Sensubi. Like five years later. Oh, yeah. I brought him back. She's dead, dad. <laughs> oh, my. Uh-oh. Josh Knighton writes in, Come on, guys. Mama needs new shoes. Chi-Chi, you've been wearing the same outfit for decades. Shut up. <laughs> so that's why she needs new shoes, Josh. Exactly, Josh. She's poor. Ah. She can't afford another outfit. <laughs> It's not, not like she has Capsule Corp or anything. Yeah. Oh wait, that's yeah, a sore subject for her. I don't think Bulma would be willing to give her give her handouts. Huh. Not after she made fun of Vegeta and, and her son. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Jafis wrote in, "Man, good thing I didn't ship Joseph and Lisa Lisa." <laughs> Which spoiler alert? The name is fake. Who knew? <laughs> Her real name is Elizabeth Joestar. I like Lisa Lisa better. I do too. It's a good name. And the whole reason why she has an alias is because she got caught killing a dude who was actually a ghoul, but they don't know. Man, that is... What a... What a lousy backstory. (laughs) Yeah. It seemed lazy. Like, I don't think it's... it's. I have a hard time believing that any of those ghouls could have managed to do that well in society, but it's JoJo, so whatever. Yeah. They just needed an explanation, I guess. But, you know, fair enough. You know, if your mother is on the run from the law, I guess you don't get to learn about her existence. So would her stand be called Bad Boys? <laughs> Allison writes in it was nice to see Dio Brando again even if it was only a flashback yes I do miss him I don't we know you don't miss Dio oh I got some bad news about Stardust I know I've already come back it's just like okay fucker if you're coming back you better take acting lessons in hell because you need a personality overhaul I I think you will find Dio and Stardust Crusaders to be a bit more to your liking. Well, I mean, me if, and Jonathan if, become if, a if lot closer. Like battle tendency was I'll probably enjoy it because battle tendency is actually good because the characters actually have charisma and personality. Oh, Blood- plenty of personality in Stardust Crusaders. Don't worry about oh, that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh well, we just have to wait probably what six months. Eh, I'd even say a little longer, maybe eight. We'll see. I'm gonna say shorter. I it could feasibly end up replacing Attack on Titan. Yep. We'll find out later. Bets are in. Are in. Yeah. It depends on it depends on when I. I mean, I mean, too. CJ, CJ, Demarco on his Ask FM. Somebody asked. That's not what I'm talking about, though. I think they're still well behind what we're thinking about with production. That's all. Well, that that may be, but you really only need to have, like, ten episodes in the can to start on Toonami. Yeah, CJ. Yeah, be about two. So if they're, like, I wouldn't five mind having episodes a little in... More. I wouldn't mind having a little more than that. But Just it's in- once a week, and even then there will be preemptions, so... I, I think they'll probably be okay by August. We'll see. I guess. We we will see. But don't forget, we also have uh, Fully Cooly coming up in the end of the year, too, so that throws a wrench in all of our plans. But moving on! <laughs> mm, not necessarily. Kind of depends on if they keep 11 o'clock. 
We don't know that. It's all speculation at this point, but we're sidetracking. Continue on. Yes, I agree with Colt. (laughs) Yeah. So that's moving on to the Tokyo Ghoul talkbacks. Josh writes in, Kaneki needs a mask, huh? Well, he needs to go inside of a place and fight some personas. Oh, wait. Palace. Palace, yeah. Yeah. A palace and fight some personas. Hmm persona reference i'm guessing it it is i I haven't seen four in so while and i'm not playing five so i don't i don't know sorry josh people are excited about five i mean i mean he this is coming from a guy that thought akira was a show so whatever josh just always pulls out references that like i swear he might be the only one who knows like his wealth of knowledge of things is very impressive yeah he doesn't lowball the references no he doesn't (laughs) at least not most of the time Unlike some contributors. Mm. <laughs> At this point, I had to just, like, s- send somebody a message that was like, look, there are other kinds of humor than references. <laughs> okay? <laughs> All right. Gundam Unicorn 24 wrote in, Damn it, Kaneki, you need to learn to knock lol. And right when Himari was eating... Yes, that awkward moment when you walk in on a young ghoul having a meal. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm sure is very embarrassing. <laughs> Should have had a sock on the doorknob. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, moving on. <clears throat> Jeez. Damn it, CJ. Jeffrey Herrera writes in, If Kaneki wants to be useful, he can just be a teacher to show Hinami some big people words. Big people words. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. You mean the the little girl? Yeah. Yeah. Hinami. 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 Right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. I was it's texting. It's fine. It's fine. Stop zoning out during the podcast. <laughs> oh. Anyways, right. moving on. And Jeffus wrote in the best. Sugar cubes are people. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I wish I was in like. Uh, like a classroom with Jameson and Craig just like screaming that and then walking right out. That'd be lovely. <laughs> so, uh, as all the confirmation that you need, the ghouls are hipsters. <laughs> drink coffee. <laughs> you saw what Uda looks like, so I mean, duh. <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously. They're all seen people or hipsters, like, really. D. Aaron wrote in, So if you're a ghoul, it's either get hunted by doves or deal with a complete psycho to get a stupid mask. And when I I read that, I thought, If you're a ghoul, it's either you get hunted by doves or deal with a complete psycho. It's what you do. I liked that guy. That was just like a really funny moment where he just pulls out the eye horn and you want one? And he just starts licking it like it was candy. It's like, yeah. This is great. Gundam Unicorn 24 wrote in about Hunter Hunter. A spider will keep going until you crush its head. Wise words. I don't know if that's actually true, but <laughs> I think you could... Well, you crush anything's head. It... Well, maybe by a cockroach, but... <laughs> if you incapacitate a spider's limbs, it doesn't really keep going. <laughs> but... Well, it'll, it, it'll, it'll try. Yeah, it'll It'll try. And Josh Knighton wrote in, You will be the new leader, Karapika. Now let me teach you my recipe for bell peppers and beef. <laughs> I was expecting more 
I'm the captain now. <laughs> D. Aaron wrote in. I don't mean to be racist, but I find it funny okay, to hear just stop Bo right Billingsley. There. Don't then don't say it. Then don't say it. What? It's fine. Chill. Uh. It's fine. I don't mean to be racist, but I find it funny to hear Bo Billingsley's voice coming out of a white guy. Then again, Phil Lamar, who plays Samurai Jack, is black and it works perfectly. Yeah. yeah. You could have left the first part of that then. Just, I find it funny. <laughs> that would have been fine. Yeah. But it's Twitter. Everyone will I, assume everything is racist. I know. You like Just don't even More put about that, that as later. beginning. More about that later. What? <laughs> See, this is what happens when you miss things, CJ. You talk about how racist you are. Moving on. Oh, Happy Kuro Kitty writes in, Why does Rude insist that he can protect Mineva when he fails and runs away from every battle? <coughs> Good question. And Gundam Unicorn 24 writes in, Marita is trying to think, and you guys are not helping. Yeah, you know, everybody's screaming at her while she's trying to figure stuff out. It's probably not helping with the whole getting over the conditioning thing. Then the memory flashbacks. <clears throat> Yeah, seriously. It's like a whole bunch of stuff just barraging her. Information overload. D. Aaron writes in, Wild parallel between Samurai Jack and Gundam Unicorn tonight, both Ashi and Marita had moral conflicts with conditioning. Hmm. And he also writes in, It just hit me that Toonami technically aired the episode Clash of the Two Unicorns on National Unicorn Day. Okay, then. There's a national everything day, I swear. (laughs) Because they can just arbitrarily do shit like that. Oh, well, I'm going to make this National Blah Day. Do we really need a national, like, X Day? No, but we can, you know, for God's sakes. People will tweet about it. What was that one joke from Futurama? Parade Day? Parade Day. <laughs> all all the people wanted their own parades. We just got tired of it and smashed all the parades into one big parade day. Bah. Sounds effective. Jeffries Herrera wrote in, 106 centimeters. 106 centimeters of Tsunade's breasts. Could that be the keys to unlock the code from Lord Fukasaku's back? No, no. That's just... that. That's just Jiraiya being Jiraiya. Yes. And with the recent death of Jiraiya... This is also from Jeffrey Serrera. With the recent death of Jiraiya, this week's episode sure did give a lot of feels and tears on Naruto and Tsunade's eyes. It's one of the rare moments where they do emote. Yes. It was a powerful episode of Shippuden. Yes, it was. Yeah. I'm really starting to get into the show, to be honest with you. Josh has a rant or two. Or five. <laughs> Jesus. From Joshua Knighton, Sakura, Naruto just lost his mentor. Could you not bitch him out for five minutes? Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And if, just in case you think he was only going to pick on Sakura, to Naruto he says... Your stomach is bigger than Choji's. Yeah, that's what you really want to tell a pregnant woman, Naruto. Good grief. And it's not just (laughs) any pregnant woman. It's a pregnant woman who is carrying the child of her now-dead lover. Good job, idiot! That was a really awkward... Wow. Um, Wow, somebody's a little... uh, People think that Naruto's lucky that Kurenai didn't smack him, but I never got the impression that Kurenai would do that now. He's lucky that Shikamaru <laughs> didn't smack him. I was surprised someone didn't smack him. It's like, really, dude? Are you that stupid? Come on. It's okay. He doesn't have parents. 
He doesn't know. Oh. Ow. Ouch. Sketch. Damn. God damn. That wasn't supposed to be an insult. It's like, how... He he doesn't understand these things about life. That's one of those moments where I, where, I, where, where, where you sit there and just go, what, they don't have sex ed in ninja school? Uh, <laughs> All right, moving on to the next topic. I think Naruto missed the sex ed because... He was away training with Jiraiya at the, at the oh, time. Because remember, they they got bullshit. out of ninja they got out of ninja school when they were like ten. Right? Jiraiya's a perv. I'm well, of course, but this Jiraiya's a perv. <laughs> the fact that Naruto understands the concept of sex doesn't mean that he understands the concept of having a baby. There's a reason why they call him a pervy ninja. Okay, come on yeah. now. <laughs> But anyways, let's let's move on to the talk the other talk, two talkbacks here. Yeah. D. Aaron writes in, Good that Toonami realized a good way to get people to watch Dragon Ball Super's Encore is to air the interstitials during, but it would have been a hell of a lot funnier if they played the reruns promo there instead of during DBZ Kai. <laughs> that is true. Yes, they played the reruns promo. And a few other they played a lot of things last night. What the Robotech they, they... promo? <laughs> Yeah. What? When are they supposed to get rid of the the pipe stuff? I, I'm kind of confused. I think the last week is next week. Is that what they said? They said it would last a month. I'm guessing okay. it'll last until Sandwale ends. But okay. maybe, maybe it'll be over next week. I don't know. You shall see. I don't think it'll last beyond next week. <laughs> I think uh, when Attack on Titan starts, they'll have a different bump right. set. So. Or rather, they'll go back to the previous style that they started earlier this year and the last talk back uh this from t xanatos man tsunami's been killing it with its lineup since it came back they're even better than i remember but please tell me that you're working on bringing fairy tale to the lineup oh god two things we're not tsunami other thing you really want fairy tale i mean i do we we just got rid of one long-running series and potentially are about to well, give a break to another one. But, I mean, space-wise, they really don't need more. I know someone <laughs> else who wants to put it on the block, if they could. That's that's if, well. If, if you're going to do that, wait till Kai ends, dear God. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that, yep, yep, yep. It's just like, no, 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 no. I do wonder how it would do, like, if they if they didn't toss it at, like, 2 a.m. immediately. I wonder <laughs> how it would do because they would probably start from the beginning. Yeah. I, I would just want it on just to say it was on. I don't care if it lasts. <coughs> I don't freaking care. What it, mm. I have all fairy tale anyway. I just want to have it on just you to just say it was on. You just want that feather in the cap. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have. I told that, people this the all the time. People who wanted One Piece on wanted it on there. Well, I already own everything. I just went on there for the sake of having it on there. And... Right, but like, I don't have a sacred cow in this. My sacred cow is Toonami as a whole. So they could pull any show they wanted. They could throw any show in. I don't care I, as long as I get to see it. You know what I mean? I, and if I, I don't, oh cow. well. How do I get a sacred yeah. cow? How much is it? Uh, it's yeah. You probably have quite a few actually. <laughs> Uh, all right. So I think we're good here. We got the yeah. we got the topic really now. Have any news? So no. I mean, we kind of talked about the news, which is basically that next week JoJo will be playing twice. 
right, right. in order for Attack on Titan to play the next week after. Mm-hmm. So That seems almost weird that we've had, like, two instances of the same show getting an hour just to end the bloody thing. That just... Yeah. Well, the, the well, first I, time I, was because they needed to fill a slot. But it's interesting that Jojo has become the Jojo has become the go-to show for that. Well, I, I do think that in this case, I think that they Funimation probably reached out to Toonami after they announced that it was going to be on the 29th and went, well, actually, <laughs> we can start this pretty much on the uh, a week earlier if you want. And yeah, of their usual like simul dubs, uh, right? Simul. And and honestly, like three weeks after it's the 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 sub has debuted, like that's pretty good. Oh, it's fantastic! It's fantastic. Hold on, so... I'm trying to do math. Is it three or is it? Four? It is three weeks. Yeah, it's, it is three it's weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, 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 the yeah, the yeah, fourth yeah. episode will air in Japan. The first episode airs that right. night. On Which is awesome. I forget. I forget that it's going to be like Saturday morning for things, not like a different day thing. So yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So. yeah. So three weeks behind Japan, that's kind of insane considering how many Los Angeles actors are in that dub. So that's mm-hmm. really impressive. Honestly, I wonder if they could have managed to do it in like two weeks. And and mm-hmm. I do wonder if if they had been able to know how soon they could have played it, that they might have just held off on starting Tokyo Ghoul and done something like Double Up Kai or I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of happy they got Ghoul at that point. Cause... I'd rather double up on Hunter Hunter if they're going to do that. At least it's a longer series. A lot of people like it. Yeah, but that's more of a that's more of a premiere. Whereas uh, JoJo has kind of been out for a while, so it makes sense that they would double up on that. I mean, I'm just when saying JoJo, it... oh, they're doubling up on JoJo to get it get done out one week sooner. Yeah. And and there again, was, like they're just burning at the end real quick. And there again, when it comes back, which it looks like it's going to come back, those will be brand new dubbed episodes. So it makes sense to it makes sense that that one will be very important. So right. we'll and, see what happens. Yeah, we'll so see what happens. it is kind of a shame for the audience that already enjoys JoJo. I'm sure most of them will be back, but think of it this way: a lot of people really only care about jojo starting at stardust crusaders so they bring it back they give it a decent push when they bring it back and it'll be like practically a new show joining and it won't have the baggage of the previous two seasons it potentially could do better in that way than it would have if they just started it right away not that they can (laughs) because the dub is not far enough yet agreed you will we will see We'll certainly see how things pan out with Attack on Titan being at 12.30. But just one more reminder, Double JoJo this upcoming weekend, Easter weekend, Double JoJo finishes this arc, finishes the season, then JoJo will be gone, and Attack on Titan starts the next week on the 22nd of April. And Tokyo Ghoul will be off this week, but will be back the next week. And that brings us to our topic. So CJ is going to disappear, and Caboose will be joining us for that, or at least part of it. Come here, he actually CJ. leaves yeah. partway See through. Ya. Didn't want to be here. See ya. Nice, Come nice here, you CJ. Guys. Come here. <laughs> it's the basement for you for a few minutes.
So our topic this week is a certain movie recently was released in theaters. It's been in theaters for a couple of weekends now. And we wanted to touch base on that because we've had some folks see it, some folks haven't. And there's a lot to talk about. And whether or not the film has actually become a success or a flop is another question to be had. So we're going to kick it off with our discussion of the live-action Hollywood Ghost in the Shell movie. Which one of you gentlemen wants to talk first? Oh, like right, Caboose. Caboose is with us. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> I'm not here for the rest. I know. Um, yeah, so I saw it on Monday, and I, I thought it was a great movie. I I do agree with like some of the whitewashing Um but not much of it. I mean, it's, Scarlett Johansson did a fantastic job for the role that she was given, and I had no other complaints with that. Um, although I do, I did enjoy how. Um, ah, crap! What's his name? The boss man. Ah, Aramaki. Aramaki, yeah. You guys gonna say yeah. Takeshi? Mm-hmm. He was a total badass in the film, like throughout the whole thing. It was fantastic. Um, but it, it was it was kind of weird. It it was interesting. It was it was weird how he was the only one that spoke Japanese, and you would see subtitles, um, like accompanied with him. That I mean, I could understand like that might turn some people off. Maybe it might, you know. Oh, Turn no, people, people on. Have to read I know. I know. I know. I saw the SAO subbed. I did too. And I saw your I name subbed too. <laughs> I've seen like no anime movies at all because they're they're just not in my area. I'd have to actually go into Pittsburgh to see them, and that's not worth it, in my opinion. But either anyway, um, it it was nice like to see pretty much the whole cast like what kind of turned me off was like you didn't you didn't really see uh saito until like the very end of the movie and that was just for like one scene even though with like all this uh you know promotional material that was given prior like you were gonna see all these all the characters from section nine like saito boma um ishikawa and it, I mean, they're just—it's all you pretty much see is the major and Bato and Aramaki. And that's pretty much it. Like mm-hmm. with the regards to the Section Nine cast. Oh, yeah. and uh, and uh, Togusa. Togusa, yeah, the Hummin, <laughs> the one that's not. Yeah, I, I hear he's still very underutilized. He is, yeah. but it's still. I mean, other than that, it was a it was a great movie. I didn't see it in 3D because I had a feeling that it. I mean, it, I've I have glasses and 3D does not work well with me <laughs> at all, mm-hmm. and I didn't want that to detract from my viewing experience. But I mean, it was. I would definitely see it again if given the opportunity. Mm. This time I'd actually pay for the ticket because my 
<laughs> yeah, because my my boss at work he basically paid for my tickets to go see it because I've been such a hard worker. Nice. That's um that's pretty much all I have to say for it. Hmm. I'm I'm gonna have to talk to your boss. I don't know if you were that hard at working. You have no idea, man. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Seen, I've seen Twitter. I've seen Twitter. He's, he's picking up people's mm-hmm. shifts left and right. <laughs> yeah. I've mm-hmm. seen people almost get murdered. <laughs> I've made haikus. And my bosses love them. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Colt, what are your thoughts on the film? Bloody murder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I liked it. I mean, I once I started watching it, I, I was kind of reminded of the G.I. Joe remake for the first one. It didn't really surprise me all that much with what they changed. I mean, yeah, I, I with the whitewashing thing, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. But I mean, I'm trying to think because it's Togusa and Saito. Were, Togusa was full human. Saito was minimally cyberized. Almost every other major member in Section Nine was cyberized uh, to a decent extent. So I, I, I just kind of sat there and I was just like, "What's the problem with Scarlett Johansson playing the major?" It's just like she did it well. Actually, it was amazing, amazingly good performance in my opinion. How she had managed to like work with it despite the, I'd say maybe iffy writing to it. Again, it's definitely more like it takes less of the who am I and more of the what's the potential for the technology and like the whole revenge plot crack because again, it's America. We, we prefer violence to actually thinking. That's a whole other issue. Um, the effects were great. I am, uh, I'm trying to think of what else I could think of here. Um, I was a bit disappointed that section nine wasn't really heavily emphasized rather than, but with it focusing on the major, but I never saw the original movie. So I couldn't really determine if that was the whole point, but, um, beat Takeshi was amazing. Bato was amazing. And I still enjoy how they did the uh, CGI for his eyes after the fact, or however they did mm-hmm. that. My only real major issue was probably toward the end with the way they set up Kuze and the villains and how all that ultimately turns into basically just, oh, yeah, well, you know, the guy who owns the company ends up becoming the major villain in the end. It's just kind of like, really? I mean, sure. I guess it's Hollywood, so we're going to have a big action sequence anyway, but it, it just seemed a bit of a letdown. I mean, not to say it was horrifying, but it was just kind of like, oh, cool, yay. The, the, the one moment I was hoping for with the Tachikomas, it was just like, yeah, release the Spire Tank. Wow, oh, kind of lame. But again, I, the the one thing I will admit, the whole not calling her Makoto Kusanagi was actually done very well. I will actually give that change credit where it was due. Because the way they wrote it, it made sense. So the whole idea of, you, you know, she's supposed to be, you, you, know, you know, Makoto Kusanagi just kind of like, yeah, but, you know, not going into too much spoiler territory, you have to remember the fact that she still technically has memories in a hard drive. So she can easily be subjected to what amounts to reconditioning at any point in time. Uh, what else is there? I'm trying to think. 
Mm. I honestly, I just saw it like like GI Joe was. Yeah, it's an international group, but it doesn't necessarily detract from what they were attempting to do, which was basically try to broaden it to an uh, to 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 enlarge its potential audience factor. But then again, you know, you have us being like, "Oh, this is whitewashing," when the Japanese are basically being, "I don't get why you're all uppity about that stuff." We we'll take what we can get. And, you know, I'd be interested in seeing the new Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood movie that they're making in Japan, mm. given the fact that, oh, look, it's Jap washing. And I don't know if they're, I, I thought they were complaining about that. Over there. Ew, I need to jump in there. <laughs> I don't remember exactly how that went, but it's just like, yeah, this, this, I, I, I feel this is going to, well, maybe not turn directly into what happened with the Attack on Titan movie, but it's still kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, there are times where I'm surprised they don't work together. But again, I had no problems with the movie, and honestly, anyone who got their panties in a knot over not being extremely accurate, it's just like, people, it's Hollywood. They're gonna destroy your childhood. Let it go. <laughs> That's... Except the fact, I, I would be more, I, I'm more happy for the fact that this movie even got made. The fact that it, it's almost like bringing back One Piece to an extent, and then it leaves. It, it It's, or almost any anime that has appeared on Toonami. It's the fact that it has an opportunity to reach a broader audience who then may go after the original source material, thus increasing sales, because, hey, guess what? Right after the movie gets done, oh, look, we're getting another Ghost in the Shell anime. Coincidence? Yeah. Possibly. But who cares? More people see it. That promotes the anime. Ergo, we might get more stuff out of it take it stop being picky god i love you hmm. Hmm. my now, thoughts exactly now you mentioned that section nine is more of an international group but uh i just i just want to make it clear are they based out of japan or are they based internationally i believe they're based out of japan because that's where section nine is uh-huh. but uh, uh, okay maybe when i mean international it's more the characters aren't all Japanese. At right, this it's point. more diverse than the original yeah, yeah, cast, it, which is a fine idea. Really, it's it, it's well, okay. I, I, I always I always found it funny, like when it first started, people were like, no, so, you know, you know, you know, Makoto should be Asian. I'm like, she never looked Asian in the first place, and I love exactly. that one CNN sketch yes. where Richard Epcar was like, I don't think she looked Asian. Thank you. My big thing was like, okay. You really want to get angsty about it? Come back when like Bato's a black guy, and we almost had that. I think Borma's the black guy. Yeah, but it's just like, who cares? I mean, they did the same thing in GI Joe, and I thought that was fine. Again, it's Hollywood liberties to make it to to have it make a buck, and even if it doesn't do well here, again, China is becoming a larger market for American films because they like the concepts that we make. So, yep. There's a potential that, and honestly, I would see this happening personally, that there might be a sequel to this. Maybe not a high-budget sequel, but look at like what happened with G.I. Joe. We get, the, we get the big budget version, which is, you know, hey, we're changing everything, you know, liberties aside. And then after that one gets made, well, now we're going to go more toward what it was originally about. Hmm. So maybe that might happen. Maybe not. Just, look, God's sakes, people, take what you're getting. Hmm. Well said, Colt. Well, I, Very well said. I don't think people should just take what they're getting, but <laughs> there there are different degrees here. I mean, there, there's well, a it, point where you ought to be able to accept some variation because 
a franchise that has been around as long as Ghost in the Shell, or like consider any comic book franchise in history, think of all the changes that are made to bring those to the big screen. Sometimes it works out well, sometimes it doesn't, but having a having differences does not in fact make them bad or worse it just makes them different and whether or not it is good uh, rests more entirely on the writing and the execution and what i'm hearing about this movie is that it is actually a pretty good movie yeah yeah. that's interesting i liked it yeah Mm -hmm. duelist wanted to be on to talk about it too he he has a lot of positive things to say about the movie Overall, he liked it a lot, and uh, he's trying to get me to see it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, I don't you have money. You really should, if, if you get the chance, go see it. I was I was kind of happy I did, because I was really sitting there just kind of being more curious to, okay, so what gets changed? Huh? 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 Oh, look, here comes a Tachikoma. Eh, I don't really like the look of it. It's nice, but I I just like the Tachikomas. That was my whole thing. It's like, you know, make a decent spider tank. And they did. I just prefer my little Tachikomas. <laughs> yeah. He also mentioned, Duelist mentioned that uh, all of those moments that are lifted directly from various versions of Ghost in the Shell look fantastic on the big oh, screen. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Again, I, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen, like, the trailer footage of some of those shots, and it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, no, they're almost damn near one ones. <laughs> Yeah. It's it it's okay, we're gonna do this, this, and this, and pretty much well, hell I wouldn't be surprised YouTube doesn't already have just cut versions of it. Probably. Here's the here's the live action, here's the original scene. How well do they match up? Interesting. Yeah, a lot of people were concerned given the director of this movie hasn't done that many movies. I mean the most notable thing he's done is what Snow White and the Huntsman, which you know, it's not Basically takes not the most highly regarded idea. action yeah. film. <laughs> Which takes a very small yeah. subplot of the original story and completely expands on it way too much, but... Huh. Right. Yeah, so it's it's good to hear that it's actually competently directed. That's that's reassuring. Mm-hmm. So... If you get the chance, go see it. Okay, well, I... Yeah, definitely see you it. You know... I do whatever you're going to do, but it's good to hear some positive reviews because there's a whole lot of overblown negative reviews for this thing. And yeah. They don't make a lot of sense. But, no. like, in comparison, I'm seeing a decent amount of negative reviews or, like, middling reviews for your name. And I thought that movie was fantastic. And I'm looking at these mainstream Hollywood reporters being like, Eh, it was convoluted and difficult to understand, and I didn't really like it. <laughs> then you're not oh. the audience, obviously. <laughs> I, I always just see it as the idea where we're so ingrained where if there's not an explosion on the screen every other 15 minutes, we get bored too quickly. Well, okay. Let me Maybe. let me jump in here, okay? Um, something that I don't think that you guys are noticing is... And this would be considered in the sci-fi genre of movies. This isn't something special. This is this is sci-fi at its at its best. Um, sci-fi hasn't really been doing well in movie theaters lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even argue that the last Star Trek that came out, and even the last X-Men that came out, didn't really even do as well as it should have. Sci-fi is not very 
well received these days. Honestly, it sucks, and I feel really bad for the for the the big sci fi movies coming out this summer. Um, oh boy, Valerian! What, what's, that's gonna yeah, do. Valerian, Valerian. I'm yeah. sitting there going after what happened with Ghost in the Shell and the Great Wall. And granted, those had whitewashing things involved in it. I don't see these movies doing really well here in the United States. Um, I feel really. I don't even know how Pacific Rim's gonna do here. The second one in the United States when it finally does come out. Um, that being said, you know it, it's just it, it kind of kills me when I see that this like hyped up controversy when and this is the point that I'm trying to make to people and people. At a certain point, I just walk away from social media these days because I'm just like, you know, people are just like, no, 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 this is what it is and this is what it is. No, it's not. Here's concrete proof. No, 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 you're wrong. I just walk away from social media these days. But what I'm trying to talk about is, you know, the thing that we've kind of talked about is Japanese. The Japanese love this. There's an article out there right now that I actually put up on my profile on both Facebook and Twitter, on my Facebook and Twitter, where they're talking about how these Japanese people are like, we love this movie. Yeah, the, the visual effects are great. It, it isn't the ghost in the shell that, um, you know, I wanted. It's not the ghost of the shell story that I wanted. But this is Hollywood. We expect that. That's what they're telling people. So, you know, it's like, if the Japanese don't have a problem with it, was it really whitewashing? And by the way, why are we targeting Ghost in the Shell for this and the Great Wall for this? I, I, I want people to, to, to seriously think about, for example, the Great Wall. They said that that was a failure. That movie failed. Did you go to Box Office Mojo? Did you go and see not only, A, how much this was made for, but how much it actually made worldwide? It killed it. Yeah, here in the United States, it made about $44 million dollars. But it made $250 million overseas. It was a success. It was a worldwide success. It just it wasn't successful, particularly here in the United States. I think the same is going to obviously go for Ghost in the Shell. I don't think it's going to do as much as The Great Wall did. But I do think that this movie is, I mean, it's already right now as we speak, it's already over its production budget. Um depending on how much they spent in advertising, actual advertising, and how much they have to pay out to certain countries or whatever, uh, money-wise, this, this movie is probably going to be considered a success by the time it's done. So, do we really sit here and say that Ghost in the Shell failed? I don't think it did. Honestly. Um, and like I was kind of saying off the podcast, you know, if we were to take whitewashing, for example, and move that to the side, don't even talk about it. Just we'll just accept that the major's white. Let, let's just say that. I'm not saying that's that's the case. I'm just saying let's just take that for the moment. Okay. Who do you want to play that part? A lot of people would say Scarlett Johansson. And from what I've seen across the internet, bad review or not, I've heard a lot more than not positive very positive reviews about scarlet's portrayal of the major and 
you know, I, I really think that we have to kind of take a step back when we go to these movies and say, you know, is it really what is being hyped out here? Or should I just give this movie a chance and see what happens? Because a lot of people that I've seen on Twitter that have given this movie a chance that are huge anime fans really like this movie. And for me, I get the whole whitewashing controversy. I get it. You know, again, like I was saying off the podcast, these guys, you know, there is America does have a really bad reputation with whitewashing. There's a lot with the early days of Hollywood. You can find a lot of examples of some really shitty things. Okay. And America's a lot better. I would say that they're, they've gone, they've done a lot of strides towards, you know, making sure if it's a black actor that it's played by a black actor, or if it's um, a middle Eastern character that it's played by a middle Eastern character, Disney doesn't want to have any controversies. That's why they're, you know, obviously <laughs> casting Aladdin for a Middle Eastern person. But, you know, that that's what I'm kind of saying is that, you know, we're getting better. The, Hollywood's getting better at this. But I also think that we kind of, you know, when these people go and they cast people, why don't you go and see why they cast this person? Did they do a good job as this character that you hold up in regard? You know, take a chance and see what happens because – Honestly, again, she did a very good job. I can't wait to see it. I'm hoping to see it before it gets out of theaters. I don't know how long it's going to last based on how much business it's been doing lately. But, um, And there again, I don't know if Paramount and DreamWorks has put like a... I kind of got to explain this a little bit from a movie theater perspective because obviously I work in a movie theater. Um Sometimes these distributors, which is like Paramount, Disney, whatever, they put a set time limit on how long you have to keep a movie in theaters. So like a movie like this, I wouldn't be surprised if it's at least three weeks, um, possibly four. Uh, I, I foresee 3D going away after this week and it just being straight up regular for most theaters. Um, that'll definitely help because people do not like 3D even though I've heard that it's really nice to see this movie in 3D. Um, it'll, it'll be out of IMAX theaters because of uh, Fast and the Furious, um, which will probably blow everything out of <laughs> the water oh, at this point. Cars. So, Super cars. So, you know, I'm just... I, I just wish people would give this a chance because I, I also think, and I, I, this hasn't really been brought up yet, I think this kind of hurts, you know having a black widow movie i think this kind of oh, hurts probably them. it hurts it because marvel's gonna look at this and they'll be like okay well if scarlett johansson can't bring in people here in the united states why would we ever do a black widow movie yeah, sorry I don't guys think they were but, really thinking of it anyway but really. i mean i mean there's been there's been speculation out there that they're looking at it but i mean there might be hope if wonder woman does well I mean, I, I can only hope that it does well, honestly, because if that doesn't do well, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I... see, Wonder people Man. don't think, see, that's the thing that, that bothers me is people don't think about these things. Like, Look, they don't correlate. Yeah, no, they don't correlate things. They don't sit there and they go, well, you know what? Maybe if I support Ghost in the Shell, we'll actually get to see this Black Widow movie over here because Marvel will see that. 
People don't see that. And by the way, I'm not saying that you have to go see Ghost in the Shell. I'm just saying that you're not seeing the patterns here. You know, that's how Hollywood works. If something's not successful, um, then they're not going to do it. Now, that's I mean, a question. What lessons are Hollywood learning from how well Ghost in the Shell has done in the U.S.? That like a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the the thing is, is like the I Paramount said, guy, I, like uh, somebody from Paramount said that the reason why the movie didn't do better was the controversy over whitewashing. Now, that's well, interesting that they would actually claim that. I'm a little surprised. Did they think about well, that two I, years ago? Well, uh, well, well, here's, I, here's I something. Would... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here, here's something that I think I think this is where it, it got hurt was when those images of Scarlett Johansson as the major came out, but also them altering her so she looks Japanese or something. Uh, I think that, I think that, that, was, that was I think one. that was I think that was the nail in the coffin right there. Um, Probably. But, I mean, I, I think that's what hurt. Good thing it. they didn't do that. No. But, but the fact that, that they I even mean, thought just... about doing it is like a huge red right. flag. I Right. Like, honestly, for the longest time, I just assumed that she was going to have always been white. And this was Major Killigan, not, not Major Kusanagi. And right. then the plot synopsis comes out that she was originally Makoto Kusanagi. And I'm like, wait, hold up. So you're saying you're putting the Japanese woman's brain in Scarlett Johansson's body. That's kind of messed up. I understand but how they... it works in universe, but it's still kind of messed up because that says to me that the producers of this movie felt, okay, Makuta Sunagi, she should be Japanese, but we still want a white chick to play this role. We want Scarlett Johansson because she's popular and beloved. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say it was a white chick. It was star power. And well, Scarlett yeah, Johansson sure. was the only person that would have been oh, available. Oh, come on. What, in what universe would this movie be led with a Japanese actress? <laughs> a, a, a universe where people don't, you know, where people are smart enough and they're not racial divides. In the and... best timeline, obviously. This yeah. is the thing that I feel with Hollywood is, and I don't want to give Japan a pass on their whole Japanese cast only Full Metal Alchemist and Attack on Titan because I think that's stupid and messed up and not proper to the source material. Well, of course, oh, of yeah, course they and, don't and, care. And... Let me finish. Okay, okay. Let well, me finish. I want to talk Thank about you. Full Metal Alchemist in a minute. Okay. I want to so talk about this, this is the thing. In Japan, there's not that many European actors, okay? There's not that many in Japan. Of course, they could import some. That's not really a problem. I like the idea that Cole had they should maybe work together on some of these things. Why not? The whole industry is a lot more global than it used to be. But in Japan, the cultural makeup is, you know, mostly Japanese people. That makes sense. In America, the cultural makeup is so many, many diverse races. And the fact that we have the opportunity to include lots of different races in this film is great. And, you know, that's a reason to see it. There is a lot of Asian Americans in this movie. And that's something to consider if you are debating whether or not you should support this movie. It gave a lot of Asian Americans work. Not whoever played the major, but still. Nonetheless, I think because our cultural diversity is so much greater than it is in japan just in you know just way way more diverse 
Hollywood should be held to a slightly higher, at least a slightly higher standard in this regard. And I think they've gotten a lot better. I mean, this isn't The Last Airbender. (laughs) This isn't Dragon Ball Evolution. This isn't (laughs) Speed Racer, which honestly, I don't mind that they might watch that movie at all. But I really think it would have been great to have a Japanese actress as the major. They could have done it. It wouldn't have sold as many tickets, I'm sure, which is unfortunate, but it would have been nice to see that happen. I know that the only way that's going to happen is if a director is willing to bite the bullet, if a, if a producing company is willing to bite the bullet and accept the reality that, that their movie might not do as well. However, if nobody ever tries that, it's it's never going to happen, and no amount of complaining on the internet is going to make it happen. I got into a huge debate with a guy about the Death Note movie, which, by the way, I don't really mind that that is, you know, a different uh, cultural makeup because it's based in Seattle. However, there are plenty of Asian Americans in Seattle. I should know. I live here. Was that but, was that a movie or was it a series? It's, that's it's a out? movie on Netflix. Yeah. But oh, okay. this guy's all like, we should just not accept this bullshit. I was like, you know, it has to be more than that. It, it's not just a matter of people revolting against whatever hollywood tries to pull it's you know it has to be more than that and we gotta work towards it it's not gonna happen overnight so i understand the situation here and the problem here and ghost in the shell is a few steps closer to the right direction in the way it's overall cast but of course still a big disappointment in that regard because the the major is not japanese nonetheless if it's still a good movie then it's still a good movie. (laughs) Okay? You know, things can change and not be worse. So if that's the only hang-up that you have, maybe you should give it a chance because I'm told that if you like Ghost in the Shell, you'll probably like this movie. Mm. And if you haven't seen Ghost in the Shell, you might be a little lost. (laughs) And that's another problem. I obviously... As Paul mentioned, sci-fi movies are not doing as well as they used to in the U.S., so there's a lot of reasons why this movie isn't doing better than it is other than white whitewashing controversy, okay? Yeah. It's because of lack of interest in general, and that does not right. surprise me in the least. So if you can't get the fanboys to show up to see this movie, you have a problem. Of course, you know, pretty much any change is going to spur on the fanboys, and that I mean, that's just what it is. <laughs> I think I think right. I'm done. So, so I, I kind of want to go back to the whole Full Metal Alchemist thing. We 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 had a trailer this week, and I'll relate back to why, where, I, I see something and I go, okay, well maybe there should be a white actor doing this. And I think that's where you were going with this, right? Like, yeah, Elward El, El, Edward Elric, Edward Elric should be a white person. I'm going to say it right now. Okay. Arguably, I, I, like, half I mean, the people cast will... should be white and half right. the cast should be, like, Arab. Technically, what it should be is it should be anyone from Amestra should technically be white. Anyone from Ijevalon should probably be Middle Eastern or maybe somewhere in that general area. Right. I'm not sure exactly where they would be from. And then anyone from Xing should actually be Asian. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. And, and I think that what they should do... That's that's a perfect example of an anime. When you put it on the screen as a live action film, 
maybe you should consider using somebody one. And uh, okay, again, coming back to Ghost in the Shell, maybe, yeah, maybe you should have tried to do an Asian actor, but I also think that maybe what they should have done is they should have tried to kind of, first of all, they shouldn't have put that picture out. I think that that was number one that kind of yeah. hurt them. And I think, mm. I think they definitely would have gotten a lot more people. Um, number two, I think that they should have, I think also bringing this out during the summertime would have helped probably sometime eh. in a month. And I, and I would say probably like in August, when there's not really any huge movies that come out, that trust me, I work in the business. I, I, I work in the business. I can tell you right now, a lot of movies come out in May. A lot of movies come out in June. You see a kind of a trickle effect in July. And then all of a sudden it's kind of like, yeah, we got August, but who cares? I mean, this about came August? out right after power Rangers. That's two market franchise sci-fi films in a month. No, and it's going to divide the potential revenue of both. Right. But, but, and then, then you also got to take in consideration here too. You got a movie. Look at power Rangers. Power Rangers is, is another example. A lot of people were hyped for this movie because they're like, Oh my God, they're actually doing a power Rangers movie. I got to go see this. Did well in its first week. Um, it fell off the cliff and <laughs> the next two weeks. Why? Because people found out what it was and went, Oh, what is this? No, I actually hear it's a pretty decent movie, though there's not much in the way of Power Rangerness until about the last thirty minutes. Right, but and, and that's the. I mean, there's a, kind of a limit to Power Rangerness in the '90s movie too, if you think about right. it. Well, right. I, and and, and I, I'm I'm just saying that you know, this is. The, I mean, yes, okay, Power Rangers is going to do better here in the United States than Ghost in the Shell. But Ghost in the Shell is still doing well, um, and that's doing over well overseas. And it's still, and it probably will hit between, if I had to take a guess, it's probably going to hit between at least 150 to 200 million dollars. And again, if they didn't squander the advertising budget and they're they're not giving away the whole kitchen sink in some of these countries, um, they should come out with a profit here. Um, I've heard some things like Deadline has is, is posted some things saying, oh, well, it's upwards of $250 million. I, you know, if that's the case, then they actually somehow fucked up somewhere. <laughs> like it shouldn't be, I hate to say it, but it shouldn't be like a hundred million dollars for advertising. I get that they want to get this movie out, but a mm-hmm. hundred million dollars. Uh, I, I think that's a little excessive if that's, the true number or I think it's more than that. It's supposed to be like, they're corresponding it to be like somebody had said that the actual production budget was supposed to be 180 million. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Like what I'm saying is, is what I have based on a site that I know that gives me the numbers. Good old box office mojo. Box office mojo. By the way, I I love how everybody, when I finally, when I told people about this back when the Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z, uh, uh, which one? It wasn't Resurrection F. It was the other Battle one. Battle of Gods. Battle of Gods. When that came out, people were like, I never knew about this site. I'm like, yeah, this is reliable. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it's oh, painful to I... note that uh, Battle of Gods, I think, made less money than Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> yeah, but, but but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Release. Apples and oranges with that sketch. Apples oh, and oranges. Here, if if they were doing what they're doing with your name right now, 
if they were doing it in a wide release, a limited wide release, putting it in theaters that way, Battle of Gods and Resurrection F would have done so much better. I actually I think your name is in less theaters than those Dragon Ball movies. Right, but but here's the thing. They did it what they did is they only did it like on certain nights. Your name is actually playing started on Friday and it actually has a run. Has oh, like it five has an show times run. a run. Right, it has five show times a night. I, I you can look it up right now. As far as I know, that's that's the case. It's not a fathom event. It it actually right. It that. isn't a fathom event. I I did notice that. Also, very oddly, oh. there was like no previews before the movie started. I don't know why. Um, Good movie. People should see it. I mean, I don't know. I I, I mean, I, I imagine probably at my theater there's probably previews, but I don't know. I haven't. As far as success goes, I'm looking at Ghost in the Shell and I'm comparing it to Speed Racer, which is considered a huge flop <laughs> by all right. standards. Uh, Ghost in the Shell has already made more money worldwide out of the entire run of Speed Racer, and it's it's behind it in you know total U.S. gross, but I'm sure it's going to pass it. Right. And that movie was apparently more expensive than Ghost in the Shell, so there you go. And one could argue that this is one of the better anime-to-film adaptations that has ever been made, regardless right. of anything else. So well, that's it's good to see that going up in scale. Let me let me also let me also point out something too that people don't realize. Let's say that this was made for two hundred and fifty million dollars. Here's another thing that you don't that some people don't understand. It's gonna go to Blu-ray and DVD. It's gonna go on Netflix or Hulu or wherever. Um, it's gonna go to Redbox. All these other resources that it goes to is gonna be another. It's going to be millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And if the, the Japanese really like this film, which a lot of them seem to like it, that's going to that's gonna translate into a lot of money. So either way, this movie is going to hit its budget. Even if it isn't 110 and it's 250, I'm going to say it's 110, to be honest with you. Um, and I'm going to say that if it hits close to 200 million, I'm going to tell you right now, I think it's made a profit. Um that being said, I don't know all the figures. I don't know all the, the the info. I would have to, like, me and Sketch were kind of talking. We would have to talk to somebody uh, that knows about this kind of stuff and, and see what they would say. But for me, I think this is kind of a slam dunk for Ghost in the Shell. I think they did a good job. Um, it didn't do well here in the United States, so we probably will never see something like this again for a while. Uh, and I'm saying more of, like, an anime kind of live-action try at something um but there again you know you get movies like pacific rim that didn't do jack shit here and all of a sudden it just exploded overseas and because it did so well overseas these production companies here in the united states are like fuck it let's do another one <laughs> so you know you may who knows you may see another ghost in the show i'm not saying that's probably going to happen i don't think it will but i mean you could start to see more of this stuff and do remember you know movies are kind of up and down these days mm. okay you're not going to always get you're always you're not going to always get a live action film like 
And mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, I hate to I hate to bring this into this conversation because it has absolutely nothing to do with it. But to give you some perspective, Beauty and the Beast, live action film. These last three three weeks, I've wanted to kill myself. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> wait, it's been out for how long? Um, it's been out since mid March, so yeah, it's, let me it's coming back up, up for, for a sec. There, Pacific Rim did a lot better than Ghost in the Shell. Oh, it did a lot better, but it did extremely well overseas. They didn't want to make another one here because it didn't make enough money in their eyes here in the United States. Wow. That was what the problem was. <laughs> it made a hundred million. Well, it was a hundred ninety million budget, so yeah, yeah. But oh yeah, so, it, it made seventy five percent of its gross overseas. So right. those and, overseas markets they mean a lot. So I would say there's really no way to tell if there will be another Ghost in the Shell movie like this from from this company again. It it could happen. Uh, I don't think it will. But. The the success here so far does not indicate that it absolutely can't, nor does it indicate that it absolutely will. So it, it could go either way. That's that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, and and I just wanted to, you know, okay, look. It's it's not going to probably be the movie that you guys saw, the 1995 movie that you guys saw, but I would say give it at least a shot. I'm going to give it whenever I have a time. I'm going to go watch it and, you know, I I, I think it'll be good. One additional thought from Duelist. He said if there isn't another one of these movies, he's satisfied with what we got. If that's the only one, then it was worthwhile and he's satisfied. And by the way, by the way, like when, when this, if, if you guys, if, if a lot of you out there are not sold on this movie, okay, fine. It's it, in a couple of months, it's going to be on Blu-ray DVD. You can get it for pretty cheap at Redbox for like a dollar or $2. Go rent the movie and see how it is. Okay. That way you're not giving them a bunch of money and you can be like, okay, I'll give it a try and see what it is. And you know what? You might be surprised. You might be. And if you do that, hopefully you can watch it on a fairly big TV. <laughs> <laughs> and have a surround sound system. Oh, um, yes, that is very important. So, so well, yeah. So uh, go see it or don't, but it seems like it turned out all right. Yep. And that'll do it for this topic. Oof, we talked a little longer than I thought we would. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't we always? Maybe. Wonderful discussion. That was so informative. I'm glad I listened to all of that. <laughs> but like, especially Caboose. Like, we need to get him on the podcast more often. His his stuff was lovely as always. Mm. All right. Well, let's get on out of here. So, uh, you can email us. It's podcast at tsunamifaithful dot com. Uh, you should know what that means by now. Only podcast related stuff. So please keep it to that. Keep also, sending Paul fairy tale requests. Also, just. Just to remind you, just a friendly reminder, we're not Toonami, so please stop doing that. They won't, um, but you can keep yeah. saying it. Uh, so, yeah, so that's our email, podcast at ToonamiFaithful.com. You can rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, you can also listen to the podcast on the TuneIn Radio app, as well as on the Google Play Music Store. And uh, as always, you can listen to us on SoundCloud. It is SoundCloud.com slash Podcast. Uh, just to remind you, you can download the podcast there. You can actually use the SoundCloud app to play the podcast as well if you don't want to listen to it on anything else. Uh, and also you can comment if you listen to it right on your computer. You can also comment 
on the podcast there as well. So please do do that. Uh, I think we're getting close to 600 followers, which is great. Um, I don't know if I've said this, but thanks to all of the people that, you know, shared the, uh, the Phil Lamar interview. It was very big. I think it was our biggest as of late. Uh, did about 6,000 plays and downloads. So uh, thank you guys for doing that. Very much appreciate that. I'm sure it did even more on iTunes and Stitcher. Well, iTunes. So uh, thank you guys for doing that. But, uh, yeah, so that's where you can listen to us. We have many places to do that, so you have no excuse. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at podcast, And you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And back up after all my website stuff shenanigans, <laughs> shenanigans. uh podcast.tunamifable.com you can get all the episodes there and in case any of you are going to ask yes we will eventually change the theme of that uh site as well i just have to find something a little bit better so and as usual if you want to donate to the podcast it's patreon.com slash podcast we have a couple of great rewards and probably next week we'll do joshua's uh topic and see if we can uh knock that out um and uh yeah so if you want to do that please do donate um at this point since i had to move to a different server uh money is greatly appreciated so please do that uh, again it's patreon.com slash faithful podcast all right so let's get on out of here uh colt where can they find you sir you can find me on Twitter at, at @ambientvirus, and although this will be insanely well past the point, I might still be playing the game, but with the coming ukulele, I will be streaming that like a monster. So twitch.tv slash lightvirus. Not sure when I'll actually get a decent time out, but I'll probably try to do it after work in most cases, but since I have tomorrow off, I might be doing like a six-hour stream on that sucker. But either way, twitch.tv slash lightvirus. CJ, where can they find you, sir? I just want people to know I'm posing like Dio right now, getting ready for this. No. Um, oh, God. For whatever reason. I just feel like it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at CJ Mafferis. I have a crap ton of articles that I'm rearing to go to, you know, get get out for people. Uh, videos should be coming. There are at least five interviews I can talk about, three that I cannot. I'll try to get those up as quickly as possible. And also like to give an endorsement out to Scuff Marks. It's a clothing line that Michelle uh, Ruff and her fiance have been working on for all kinds of uh, skater designs and skater brand stuff. Really cool stuff. I and checking it out. They look really cool. I really like the shirts. Uh, thank you again, Michelle. They look awesome. I loved wearing them. And uh, yeah, no, that's pretty much it. I uh, can't wait to get all the uh, videos and uh, articles out there for everyone. And they will. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's more on my end than anything else. And uh, Sketch, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. I have a Tumblr, Sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions on CuriousCat.me backslash Sketch1984. And if you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can email those to either of the emails sketch at tsunamifaithful.com or podcast at tsunamifaithful.com and paul where can they find you well you can find me on twitter at tsunami at well yes you can find me at tsunami news because i'm always there um you can find me on twitter at paul biscrillo i'm actually at 800 followers i don't know where that came from but hi welcome i feel bad for you i'm sorry um you can also uh you can 
ask me questions. It's ask.fm slash paulpascrillo. Please do ask me questions. I do like answering. Um, you can email me. It's paulpascrillo at tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, let me know how you guys like the new design of the website. I would like to know, get some feedback about that stuff. And uh, know if there's anything else I got to add or take away or whatnot. I am still kind of, as of this podcast, tweaking some things. Uh, the mobile design is excellent. That was the one thing that we really wanted to change because, you know, it's expensive to get an app. So if you can't do an app, you might as well try to get a mobile design that's pretty good. And I think we've done that. So, you know, there's that. So, and uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. So uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast. As usual, please make sure if, if you can't donate any money that you guys share the podcast with your friends and uh, get us some more listeners because, again, we do this for you guys. And, you know, we love to do it every week. And we will continue to do that as long as you guys listen. So please keep doing it. But that's it for this week's Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Peace. We're out. Deuces! And whoever's anonymous coon, keep asking sketch questions. I greatly appreciated that. <laughs> uh... <laughs> you leave anonymous Chan out of this. You see, you call a Channon, that makes me so sad on the inside. <laughs> <laughs>